Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast. I'm Court. And I'm Madeline. And today we're going to discuss the season one finale, Estimated Time of Departure for Manifest. And we have a lot to talk about because it was crazy. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Like, we knew that they were going to have some major twists, but the stuff they came up with, never saw it coming. I was... I was just so shocked, like, I, because we didn't get a lot answered in a way, but at the same time, we kind of got the setup for more to come, and the problems that are going to arise if it's renewed next season, which we're, we're hoping it is, and being optimistic, (laughs) let's talk about, because this has been our main topic the past couple of times, let's talk about Jared and Michaela, because Lourdes is kind of out of the picture now, like, completely. It's true, this is true. All right, go for it. Okay, so I feel like Jared is just being an obsessive kind of, he's not even her boyfriend, so I can't even say obsessive, like stalker boyfriend. He's just being very obsessive and almost to the point of like, he's kind of stalking Michaela at this point in a way, not like totally full on stalking, but he's stalking Zeke and that's, they're connected. So it's kind of like he's stalking them, and I think he's just too obsessed about this Zeke Michaela thing. Because she's telling him, you know, it's a friendship, um, you shouldn't worry about anything, but he's just really honing into that friendship, going behind her back, uh, pulling up old police records, following him, having him followed, confronting him, all of this, like, super... I don't know anything about the law enforcement, but I feel like he's kind of crossing some lines there. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like it comes from a, a bad place, the stuff that he's doing. Like, he's oh, saying yeah. that he's doing it because he's concerned about her. He's worried about this guy who he says uh, was a junkie and had, like, a, a criminal record. She's a cop, one, she can handle herself. And two, yeah. the way they've portrayed it, like, it's coming from a place of jealousy. The times mm-hmm. that he's seen uh, Michaela and Zeke together, you could tell, like, he sees that there's something there between Michaela and Zeke, even if it's just a friendship at this point, or, like, they just have that bond of their shared experience at this point. But, like, he, he's jealous, and he's letting uh-huh. it get in the way of things for himself. Like, he's doing all these things. Like you said, he's pulling police reports. He's having Zeke followed. And, like, he's he's using it as a way to show Michaela, like, hey, don't get involved with this guy. Be with me. Like, <laughs> no. What are you doing? Yeah. And he's just going to end up sabotaging himself in the end because she's obviously, like we've seen, she's getting fed up with him. And I think the part that really irks me, I get that he's kind of concerned that, you know, she's having this stranger live with her I get that like that comes from a place of I'm trying to protect you kind of thing and that's fine but like the problem is that he's like going so over the line and almost like not trusting Michaela in a way like not not trusting her to handle herself which we've seen like Michaela's more than capable like she could kick anybody's butt in that show so it's like Jared you just need to back off just give her some space and like you just you're like your wife just left you literally like two days ago i'm saying like, like take some time cope with that for a little yeah. bit like just and try like, to figure out yourself that's what michaela wanted in the first place like she doesn't want to jump right back in with jared say zeke say, say nothing happens with Zeke. say zeke never came onto the scene michaela and jared should not be together right this second because no he just he and his wife just imploded like they need to deal exactly. with that first 
And he mentioned that he was dealing with a busted marriage, and he kind of put that blame on Zeke where it's like, no, he literally had nothing to do with your broken marriage. Like, that was all you. Like, you ruined that for yourself willingly. And you show no remorse, and you still don't show any remorse. So it's like, do you even care that, you know, your wife left you? What's going to happen with that? Jared just drove me crazy this entire episode. (laughs) Yeah. The entire episode. Like, don't you have actual work that you could be doing right now? <laughs> Apparently not. I mean, New York's a big city, you would think. But, you know, too busy doing his own personal, whatever, personal gain experience. Um, but, yeah, it was just, he was, I really, really wanted to give him kind of a second chance. I was going into this episode. I'm like, maybe he's going to, you know, turn over a new leaf. He didn't. So it was, it was just like he's getting progressively in that dark place mm-hmm. and there's no I think I read I think it was an interview with um Jeff Rakes who's the executive producer that said Jared maybe I'm getting confused with other commentary but that Jared is kind of going into that dark matter where there's kind of like you know you can see it progress or you can see it not progress and I see I feel like it's going to keep progressing and it's just not going to bode well for him in the end I mean, the way the episode ends with Zeke and Jared tussling for that gun, of course oh we know God. that it's not going to hit Michaela. Uh, no. This is not good. Uh, let's, let's talk about that because I literally just like screamed at my TV, like woke up people. I just like screamed. My dog was super annoyed with me because I was just like, this cannot be happening. Like that's not how this ends because we don't well, know who got shot. How, if if Michaela gets shot, it, it won't be lethal. We know that much. We know that she yeah. has an expiration date five years away. <sighs> and Luke has an expiration date a year from now. Yeah. Yes, those exp- expiration dates are on the horizon. And But either way, like, someone, I was reading theories because I just want to know, like, what other people thought. And someone said, like, the only logical if someone were to die, it would have been like Jared because, you know, he's not part of the little timeline thing. But right. I don't want Jared to die. Like, I don't hate him that much. Like, it would be because I feel like his character could get better. I feel like he could have a 360, and I want to see that. I want to see his character progress. I want to see him grow. So I agree. I, really- I, I agree with that. Them killing him now would just be them getting his character out of the way. Like, okay, you, you had... We, you did what we, you did what we needed you to do for Michaela's character. Mm-hmm. You are a prop, and now we don't need you anymore. So yeah, he can, he can grow and do other things and have um, like other things to offer to the story. I think. Yeah, like I would really like to see him as a non-love interest, just a you know police guy who's you yeah. know friends with the Stones, helping them figure this crazy stuff out, just kind of being an essential part of the storyline as opposed to just being a love interest. Yeah, because it's already super complicated without adding in the love square. We didn't, you don't have to do that. Just like a certain thing we're going to talk about later. (laughs) Yes, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, like we don't, we don't need that. We don't need all this complications that, you know, once again, the love triangle, love squares, they're all coming back and I didn't think they would. I thought it would be kind of a closed case there. But then Zeke came onto the scene, and it was like, they obviously have a connection. And then I hope, I really, really want Lourdes to come back and just be, like, I'm pregnant. Because that will add so much tension 
that it would just be amazing. We did call a pregnancy <laughs> by the end of the season, but it was supposed to be Lourdes. Oh, I know. Okay. Uh, and then it ended up being great. <laughs> I I didn't know who the father is. Like, oh, you—they did not need this drama. You already oh, no. hit us with the mother of all twists that we did not see coming. I was actually kind of upset about that because I felt like Grace was kind of turning over a new leaf, and I get it, like things happen, but yeah. that was just such an unnecessary um, plot twist. Girl, it. Uh, <laughs> right, you read my mind. It is not necessary. If you're using it as a way to like pull her away from Ben, you already did that. You did that successfully, yeah. and you could have moved forward with that with having her with Danny if that's what you wanted. But now the family is all back together, and they're dealing mm. with some real major stuff. You didn't have to add a baby into the mix. Unless no, there's no. something else happening with Cal's illness, or I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely going to put a um, kind of a roadblock into their family life again because I feel like you know we saw his reaction where he's he thought it was his baby but it's like dude you've only been back for like a month come on do the math like no way could that be your baby obviously you knew she had another you know boy toy so look Grace was busy (laughs) during that six weeks it could be Danny could be Ben what what they can do is uh have a family of six like Danny (laughs) didn't have They'll be, uh, what's it called? Brother husbands? Yeah. It'd be like a new reality TV show within a TV show. <laughs> might make things well, a little... already has an expiration date, so... <laughs> yeah, might as well just be a whole big happy family. But I don't think Ben would be for that. Because, no. you know, him and Danny are kind of on the rocks, so... Yeah. But, yeah, that was messy. And I feel like it's Danny's baby. I just... I just have a feeling it's his baby. They have worked so hard to get Grace and Ben back together this season. Like I said, they they already had it where she had told Ben to leave and they were separated. And she could have been with Danny if she wanted to be. But they've worked hard to not not redeem her character. Granted, like, we weren't happy with her character in some of the choices she was making. Right. Like, oh, come on. Why? It just, it completely threw me off because in the beginning of the episode when she's like, oh, I don't feel good, I was like, she's definitely pregnant. And then when she's like, yeah, I'm pregnant, I was like, I knew it, but I I was kind of trying to ignore it. And like, yeah, she might be pregnant, but hopefully her nerves are just getting the best of her and she just feels like, like she wants to throw up, but she was actually pregnant. So that, you know, I was trying to look the other way, but it didn't really pan out for me that way. Mm-hmm. It just so unnecessary and the last person I thought would have gotten pregnant on that show honestly because I expected Lourdes to show up pregnant right they did but some fans well Michaela couldn't have been pregnant from her time away like they've been back too too long yeah I yeah that would I don't know but there's some fan theories that think like Michaela might be pregnant really yeah because technically it's only been like you know two months for her but Ooh. I hope they don't add, yeah. Yeah, because um, Ben said six weeks. They've been back for six weeks. Mm-hmm. So, but oh. they think she was, like, the, what I was reading, they thought she was pregnant, like, when she got off the plane. Like, they were thinking this, like, way early in the season. That's right. why I'm kind of like, I don't know. I hope they don't throw in two pregnancies, because that would just be overkill. This is, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be too much. 
Yeah, I don't know with the Grace pregnancy. If it had been Lourdes or Michaela, that would have been an interesting twist, right? This one, I'm like, why? Yeah, and we know Danny's going to come back. We yeah. know there's going to be some stir stirring right there that he's going to come back and it's going to cause tension again. Oh, unnecessary yeah. tension, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> like there's already enough stress. It's going to be so messy. I just feel like this is like a soap opera and I can't turn away just because uh -huh. it's so it's so dramatic that I'm just like, okay, I kind of hate it, but I kind of love it kind of thing. <laughs> I, I mean, love, yeah, I love we that with the triangles. It's like the, it's <laughs> the Spanish soap operas. Like somebody's going to get amnesia and make <laughs> their death. Well, no, that already happened. Never mind. <laughs> oh my God, something's going to happen. It's going to turn into a soap opera, and that's fine. Like, everyone's just going to marry each other, and then, you know, everyone's going to have babies. Like, mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> Which is kind of what's happening. So, I don't know. But, what's that? But, because so, then I'm like, does that pave the way for what fans want to see between, like, Ben and Sanvi? Well, like, I, I, I was wondering about that. So, for the first half of the season we didn't get a lot of sanvi right no and as fans have been clamoring and like sanvi is clearly a, a a very popular character and people want to see more of her so we're at the latter end of the season and we have those three extra episodes or however many and like now they have way more sanvi so do you think maybe uh, like the writers or whoever the powers that be were hearing how popular sanvi was and how much people were, were loving ben's glasses and ben and sanvi are mm -hmm. like hey look at doing this maybe I feel like I read something again with the executive producer that said that she was she was always part of the storyline, but they kind of were like, "Oh, she's a fan favorite, so we're gonna add her." I think they added more of her because they saw like social media really liked them. But I think they also touched on the Ben and Sanvi thing where they said it wasn't really part of their plan. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that things can change. Right. Things always change. I mean, like we're both you know, writers, so we know, like, when we're writing stuff or podcasting or whatever, things change. Like, yeah. you go to write something, and then you're like, no, like, you had this plan, but this doesn't work out. Right. So no, Please don't ever force it, or you have, we'll have the How I Met Your Mother series finale, <laughs> and you'll piss everybody off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's always, I mean, if they don't change it, if they do, I'm kind of, like, on the fence about Ben and Sonby, just because what we've seen of them has been like it's been a like a sweet friendship i uh, really yeah. like their friendship but we haven't really seen in depth of it like it's kind of just been on the surface friendship you know what i'm saying right. yeah like he's so, been concerned for her and, and happy now that she's going to see a therapist because she's been clearly um stressed out since she was held hostage so yeah mm -hmm. like it's, it's been kind of surface and it's kind of a kind of big brotherly concern up to this point yeah, and that's what I'm kind of getting the sense that maybe they're not going to go that way. And I feel like I I think what I also read it, it might have been this interview or a different interview. I've read a lot of interviews about the finale in the past couple of days, mm -hmm. so, but they said that they didn't mean for like Grace to be a hated character. Like, <laughs> that's not, that wasn't their plan. And I was like, oh, I thought she was like meant to be like a kind of a hated character, but I guess she wasn't. 
And again, we can tell when they started to fix that. Because remember, before they rescued Cal, she was making all these crazy, weird decisions. And finally, like the, the way they wrote, they way, the way they write her has made more sense in the last few episodes. Yes, I, I totally agree. I feel like there's, yeah, I feel like there's just been kind of switches in their um, plotting that kind of like benefits everybody. Because right. I mean, you know, I started the show like hating grace like i hated her and then like towards like the season finale i was like okay she's like fine she has like her flaws who doesn't she's trying to like kind of come to terms with everything through this like hardship that's happened so like i totally kind of understood her by the end but then the pregnancy thing i was just like why right like i'm gonna need a season two for you guys to explain to me why you've done this like what was the point and yeah it's gonna be Ben's. i think oh yeah i think (laughs) they really set it up to kind of i mean it's gotten so the first half of the season like i liked it it was good but the second half of the season really cemented like the Uh intrigue for me oh yeah i feel like it just got kind of progressively better and which is a good thing because if it's just like progressively the same then you might lose interest but I feel like they keep adding these layers that are kind of like bringing viewers back right and I'm hoping that they keep it with like a not a short episode count like 13 okay but 16 was a good episode count because I want them to do it where they just air them back to back to back and don't have those long hiatuses that can kill a show Mm mm-hmm which I feel like if it does get renewed, it's going to be like, what, a seven-month hiatus, which mm-hmm. might be kind of killer for some people. But I feel like that gives them more time to kind of de- – I mean, he, the producer already has it outlined for like five or six seasons or whatever he said. But yeah. it kind of gives it more of a, you know, this is kind of to cement like the next storyline because there's going to be a lot going on. And I, I I love what they did, like what you just said, where they have it outlined for five or six seasons. I can see that they have a plan now. Some shows you get where they have different gimmicks <laughs> like this, where we had Prison Break, where they broke out of prison the first season. You're like, okay, well, what now? <laughs> so, yeah, like what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, so like with this, they have a plan. They have that five to six year plan. And we have that revelation uh, about the characters having a possible expiration date of five years so we have mm-hmm. to figure out how they're going to save those characters how we're going to save zeke because look you can't kill zeke no I'm sorry he, well, he's already a fan you know i know i like him like i feel like he was kind of shady i'm like i don't know if i should like like him because he does kind of but i mean he's trying to change like he's you know, we can't, we have to give him a second chance. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like what he has with Michaela would be just, like, so awesome that I just need to see that, like, happen. That, and Maybe. I, need to see, I need to see the next scene with his mother. Like, when when Michaela yeah. was his mother and she convinced her that he'd been telling the truth and that he wasn't lying to her about even coming back. Like, that moment when her, his mother was like, oh, my God, I sent him away. Oh, yeah. That killed me. <laughs> that killed me. Because I just, uh, that was, so, I just felt so, like, I felt for him in that scene. Because I'm like, how how could she have done that? And I just loved how, like, Michaela, you know, kind of went to her for him on yeah. behalf. Like, that's some great friendship. Like, I I don't know. If I was in her position, I don't know what I would do. But she's, like, very selfless. And that's why I really like her character. And I think that's why, 
you know, because she's such an important main character to have on TV nowadays as of like a female, um, you know, fictional role model. I think she's a like a really strong selfless character, and that's I I just I love her character, so I'll just like ramble on about it. But like that was such a important aspect to their growing relationship if it decides to happen. Oh no! Oh my God! When they had their hug, yeah. <laughs> And, like, she went to hug him, and, like, his arms tightened around her. I was like, oh, God. Oh, that was not a hug you give your friend. Like, I'm oh, sorry. That was not it. a friend hug. That was not a friend hug. Like, nope. I, was watching, I was watching some TV show earlier, The Real, and they were talking about the different types of hugs that you give different types of people. And this was definitely not a friendship hug. Like, this was, yeah. a, oh, something's no happening here. There's chemistry. And granted, Michaela, she was just offering comfort. But, like, his face kind of changed a little bit. There was there was definitely feels involved. Like there was oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna happen. Like I was like, it's definitely they're setting this up to happen. Like there's no way that they're not setting it up. They're not gonna let that fail. I can't. Please don't let him be shaky. Please don't let him be shaky. Oh, and the fact that he went after um, who was that Griffin? Because oh, yeah. like he went after him because he thought that was a way to save Michaela, Ben, and Cal. But he couldn't yeah. tell her. I know. And I, I really wanted him to kind of confess because I feel like if he just hid that and she found out, I feel like she'd be kind of mad and that would kind of, like, break things. So I was really like, oh, you better tell her. But at the same time, like, I got where he was coming from because he was trying to protect them because Griffin was a shady dude. Oh, for real. And you had that ticking time clock oh. and uh, was that stop him? So he he thought that was the calling. He thought the calling was telling him to stop Griffin any way necessary. But nope, uh, the calling did its own thing. Which is another interesting thing. Like, is the callings? If like, I think Michaela was the one who said like, if you abuse the callings, are the callings like killing you? Because how would that have happened humanly? How would he have drowned himself? on dry land there's no way that a human body had that much water in it so yeah. i feel like yeah the collins definitely has a play in this whole thing where if you're gonna abuse it they're gonna take you out basically which and is crazy maybe that was it because he, he died exactly what, what did he say 80 was it 82 hours and eight minutes oh yeah i think something like that yeah so the exact amount of time that he'd been under the water that he'd been dead. That's how, that's how long he lived. <laughs> oh my God. So, so I just, I'm curious to see how they're going to play that out that, you know, obviously I would hope that they wouldn't kill off the main characters by the end of the series. Like when their time's up, I hope there's a way that like they're going to fight against the clock to save themselves and to save other people who, you know, this has happened to. Oh, I hope like maybe they'll put Zeke in a coma or something. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, there's got to be, I mean, obviously there's got to be something planned and we just obviously don't know what it is, but I just can't, my mind can't like fathom what it could be. I guess my mind's just not that creative compared, but like I, uh, it's uh, so creepy, the five and a half years. Yeah, that was an interesting way to kill a character though. And I think we'll maybe get more people coming back like that. I think, yeah, I hope so. I know we're supposed to see, like, more of the passengers in, like, upcoming seasons. See more of, like, what their deal is, which I like. As long as, like, there's not too many characters at a main focal point, 
because I feel like that would be overbearing and hard to follow. Um, and they've done a really good job at, to this point, kind of balancing everything out. We know that the Stone okay. family will stay the main focus, but like, mm -hmm. it, like you're saying, if they add the others in, just kind of shifting to tell different stories. Yes, give us more of Sanvi and her story, yeah. but let's see what's going on with Yes, who that? They had some vibes. I was like, oh, so Ben's oh yeah, there was vibes. And, oh, but no, because he's shady. <laughs> the doctor isn't he shady? Or did the major replace his therapist? I don't know. I don't know. Oh no, I don't know. Because <laughs> he, he, he one that recommended her to see the therapist, air quotes, aka the major. But maybe he doesn't, like, know who she actually is, you know? Maybe he doesn't not. know who me is. I hope not, because when he was helping her with her anxiety attack, I was like, ooh, go sound I know. <laughs> go I know. Spell, was, girl. I was like, I was shipping it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hope he's not shady, though. That would really bum me out as much and, as I kind of, you know, for Maybe he can be their inside man. Maybe. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who, like, kind of got pushed aside these last couple episodes, Ben? Did you, did you feel yeah. that way, too, or is that just me? Not, not necessarily pushed aside. I feel like they explored his story a lot, and it, then they gave room for kind of Michaela and Zeke and Jared to get towards the finale, and then for that final revelation to come. Yeah, that's probably, I just felt like, I was like, am I just like, is Josh Dale just kind of like, not in it right now, or am I just like, kind of Blinking on some of his scenes. No, no, he was a lot, but he wasn't the point man as much. I feel like he and Michaela kind of share the canvas, where sometimes Michaela will kind of fade to the back while he takes That's over. True. Not take over, but like takes the point. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like so invested in this Michaela Jared Zeke thing that I'm just kind of like ignoring everything else just because I'm so I, invested. I <laughs> Probably it. I have a one-track mind. I'm just like, I just want to see what happens here because it's a train wreck and something's going to happen, so I can't look away. Yeah. But that's probably what it is. I'm just, I'm just too focused on that square triangle, whatever it is now that, you know, Loris is kind of pieced out there. Yeah, no, you have to watch the episode again so you can get the different nuances. Because they had a lot of different things going on with not just Ben uh, and his family, but just like the, the whole ensemble had a lot going on. And it was only an hour episode. Mm -hmm. It felt longer because there was a lot happening. Yeah, there was definitely a lot going on, especially with like the Collins and like the media coverage of Griffin. And I was just like, ooh, the media is not handling this very well right now. I was just like, why are they so? I was, that's like what my thing was. I was like, why are they giving him so much media attention? It was super annoying to me. As it sells. Yeah. Like he's one of these, not one of the survivors, but he's a different kind of survivor and he has a story to tell. He's the new miracle after 828. Yeah, that's true. But still, he was he was sketchy. Oh God, he was sketchy. Like <laughs> he, he was already a murderer. Yeah, like he had committed like multiple crimes, and like the thing was like he was going to set off a bomb in that city, and then you know they made him tell them. Like he wasn't going to willingly tell them where the bomb was. So it's like, should we really be like celebrating this guy because he's he's a criminal? Like. Right. That's just that's just me and my my media standpoint. But I was just like, he's. I'm glad. Like, um, 
I didn't like his character, so I was like, I I don't care. Like, I'm glad he's gone, um, just because, you know, he could have really kind of thrown a wrench in everyone's. I think you would have told them about the calling. Oh no, he totally would have. He was an interesting villain, though. It would have been, um, it would have been cool to see what he could have done if they had kept him like for a longer arc. Not necessarily giving away everybody's secret, but like kind of working up behind the scenes against them or doing his own thing. And they had to, you know, kind of mitigate his, his chaos, the stuff that he was doing. Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah. But I, I just, uh, he, maybe he, just, he like creeped me out. So I was like, okay, bye. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's just already too much drama going on. I don't need like more of this drama from you. <laughs> Got to reel it in a little bit. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm just, you know, and then Olive was the one who solved that mythical or mythology equation, which yeah. was kind of, I'm glad she kind of had a part in that because she's kind of been like, she's kind of been put in the background lately. Um, so I'm glad that she kind of was like, hey, like, I, I have some bad news, but like, I figured it out. Yeah, like, I've been worried, because, like you said, he was in the background, not just for the last couple episodes, like, almost for the whole season. Like, they hadn't really been utilizing that character a lot, but since, I guess, Ben moved back home, like, they've been bonding together, which gave her the the room she needed to be able to be in the forefront and say, hey, I figured this out for you. And I loved how yeah. Ben was like, hey, how'd you get that so fast? <laughs> Him and his not using calculator. I was like, just just use your phone calculator. <laughs> like, don't don't do longhand. Was longhand. <laughs> like, I think I he was the time when it was mostly flip phones and like <laughs> calculators on those were really bad. So you had to do it the long way. That's true. He's just used to it. <laughs> Yeah, but Olive and um, Grace actually had had one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode when uh, they were at the table and they were kind of talking about her her bonding with Ben again and how much she had missed him and she was glad to be able to do this. And Grace was talking about how she was enjoying being able to help everybody too now that she knew about the callings, even if she was doing something as simple as putting back to, uh, the wooden dragon. So it was, yeah. like, that moment between them, that was really sweet. I feel like Grace has had, like, some really solid moments between, like, Olive and, and Kale, like, yeah. little mother heart-to-hearts, because even the heart-to-heart she had with Kale a couple episodes ago, I think that's, like, kind of when I started, like, softening up to her. I was like, okay, she's kind of, you know, she's all right. Um, that's, so that's when I kind of started liking her is when I was, like, when you saw the interactions with her kids. Because you kind of didn't see that in the beginning. Yeah, I liked her. From the, I liked from her from the top. Like I, I like love stories where people have been together forever and they're finding their way back together. So I, I like that. I did not like it when she was being illogical. I, I don't like that. Like you yeah. already know that there's this big mystery where the, your loved ones disappeared for five years and now they're back and now you have questions about mm-hmm. some of the weird stuff that's happening and you're being like crazy about it. Like, if weird stuff is happening, you need to accept, like, okay, this weirdness is going on, but hey, you've been dead yeah. for five years and you're back. So, okay. And there's got to be something happening there that you should look into. And, like, that, I agree with that. And, like, also her kind of hiding Danny as her, like, little dirty little secret from Ben because she mm-hmm. wasn't going to tell him. And she was I, just kind of. I understood that, though. It was wrong, but I understood it. <laughs> 
on one hand, you had this guy who you loved for 15 years yeah. and then he disappeared. You thought he was dead and like you slowly got, not go, got over him, but you put that part of your life away and you fell in love yeah. with this new guy. And so you kind of love them both and you're trying to figure out what you're doing. What happened was she was wishy-washy too long. Yeah. That, that, that's like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't fault her for, you know, moving on um, because it had been five and a half years. Like, but she was too back and forth. Like, what do I, and I get it. It was probably complicated. I haven't been through, you know, my husband going away and then, you know, getting a boyfriend and five and a half years later, my husband comes back. So I can't relate to that. But, so there's, there had to have been some, I mean, yeah, that would have sucked. I mean, it just, it would have sucked. And there's no easy way to kind of come about that to your husband. And I'm kind of surprised she told Ben right away that she was pregnant. I thought she was going to hide it from him. Because she's learned no secrets. Like, you have to be open with your family. Even if it means that you're going to have a bunch of co-parents all together. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be one big happy happy family it's gonna be like the Brady Bunch (laughs) (laughs) part two oh man yeah and then I just that ending is still I'm still like thinking about it because I'm just like I want to know what happened I can't believe they just didn't show us anything well I, I like that they did that because that's their that was their cliffhanger to say hey we gave you this cool twist and this cliffhanger, renew us now. So I'm with them. Yeah. Renew them now, please. That's true. That's a good tactic. <laughs> <laughs> NBC, if you're listening, you know, go ahead and renew it. But, I mean, we can't we can't be, like, too freaked out because they have been getting good ratings. Like, um, there's been a lot of viewership. Like, they've had amazing Nielsen ratings. Right. So like, even I, the DVR, um, like, next day plays have been awesome. I think Josh, mm-hmm. he actually posted about it. He's like, keep going, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that cast is so, like, I think they're so cool. Like, on Twitter, they're just so, like, in there on the Twitterverse. Like, they're so interactive with everybody. I've mentioned this before, but I just really, I just really appreciate that. And that's, that. it always enhances the experience of watching a show um, when the different actors and the, like, cast and crew are all involved online. And they can answer yeah. questions. Yeah, like, and they'll they'll chime into, you know, little things or just, like, randomly favorite something, and you're just like, oh, okay, like, they're actually looking, like, they're looking at the hashtags and who's watching and what they're saying. Right, so and they're I paying think, attention to the stuff that's working and what's not working, like, oh, we need more Sanvi, gotcha. Yeah, I think they really took that, I really think they took the fans' in, um, reactions to her to heart, because, like you said, it was, like, a huge boost of zombie like it was like nothing and then it was just like boom she just like kind of became a main focal point yay for that yeah (laughs) so season two is better better come back because i'm gonna be really upset if it's not but hopefully i mean you know with the cancellation people have been really good about picking it up at other stations but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be optimistic about this gonna happen yeah i i think <laughs> behind this is us it's been one of their most popular shows like this season yeah oh yeah for sure i don't even know what else is on nbc to be honest so um but i mean and nbc has a lot of dramas 
mm-hmm. like just like strictly medical or whatever drama. Like this is this is a drama technically, but it's also like a supernatural thriller slash drama. Yeah, like the worst thing that could happen is they'll renew it and dump it on Fridays. Yeah. Which, I mean, if it moves to a different time slot, I wouldn't be mad because it's at the same time as the good doctor. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> they want to move it to, like, Tuesday or something, I'd be totally cool with that. Yeah, and they probably will because Monday nights at 10 is usually their launching pad for, like, their new shows. Oh, okay. So, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it changes then. Because it's been hard to keep up with two shows at one time <laughs> on the same day at the same time. <laughs> Just bad luck. But... Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty, I feel pretty good about the chances, and I'm sure Pally, 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 Pally Fest, that's coming up soon, so maybe, like, renewals will happen during that time slot. Yeah, like, uh, most of the renewals usually happen, like you said, around Pally Fest or just before uh, April, or upfronts. Upfronts, yeah. Because there was a lot of renewals a couple weeks ago for mostly, like, CW and ABC, um, so they were really ahead of the game. But it just seems like NBC and CBS and whatever other channels are out there, they're kind of been not as, like, renewing stuff lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're probably just kind of waiting until everything comes in, yeah, which makes sense. Right. <laughs> like, we, we could either hear something really soon or we won't hear anything until upfronts. But I'm pretty sure we're going to get good news. Like, people can help by going back to rewatch the old episodes. So, go do that, guys. Yeah. No. So, but, yeah. So, I think, I think it'll, it has a good chance. And I think if there is, it's just going to get crazier from season two on, which I'm excited for. Oh, same. But do you have any other thoughts, little things that happened? Uh, The ticking of the clock throughout the episode was an amazing effect. Like, the whole thing would find him, stop him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It gives, <laughs> gives, me, gives me chills. <laughs> because then it also poses the question when um, everyone else was hearing stop him, but then at the end it was just Michaela who was hearing it, mm-hmm. which who was that, like, pointed towards? Was it stop Zeke or stop Jared? That's, like, one of the big fan questions right now. Who was that pointed towards? It could have been either one of those guys or neither. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just want to know. I'm just, I'm just so impatient. Oh, me too. But it's just crazy how she knew. It's like she knew, like something was going on. Because mm-hmm. why else would she have randomly just? I mean, I guess it's her house, but like she was really on it. Right. She knew something was happening. Like so she, I, I wonder if that sense of urgency about it. Yeah, there's got to be another, like, kind of force that's kind of climbing the way into her to something like, may- I don't know, maybe she'll start seeing the future. Maybe it'll be like a That's So Raven kind of thing where she sees into the future. Oh, that would be cool. That would be interesting. Probably too much, but it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we already know she's super connected to Zeke. Yeah, there's some. there's something there. They're going to get together. I'm just saying. I am just saying. I don't think Jared has a chance anymore. Because when she's like, I'm still not done, like, I'm still not done fighting for you or whatever. And I was just like, no, like, I think you are. I think you just kind of need to leave him in the past. Because he's just, 
he's just being a little cray right now. Yeah, like you're making this awkward and you're being irrational. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you go to work? Because I'm at work. <laughs> yeah, right? Or did you see, did you see when after um, Zeke walked away from after Griffin, like, died, that Michaela, like, put her hand on, like, Zeke's shoulder, and then the camera just panned over to Jared, and he's just, like, glaring at them from, like, across the street. And I'm like, dude, like, come on. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that's the whole thing about him trying to protect her, air quotes, is coming from a very bad place because he's just jealous. Yeah. I think that's just... I, it's kind of like in, you know, those those romance novels where it's like the, you know, love triangle where it's like you want what you can't have. Because obviously at some point in time, Jared was in love with Lourdes, in love enough to marry her. And, you know, I don't know how long they were married, but long enough to stay with her through that time. It had to be a couple of years. It had to be, yeah. At least like two years, at least. And, I mean... It's coming, yeah, it's just coming from a place of jealousy, and it almost begs the question, like, is he really in love with Michaela, or is he in love, like, with what he had in the past, and, like, like loving what you can't have kind of thing. Right. Because it's it's obvious. Like, he's, he's holding on to something that, you know, it probably was in the past for him. Wasn't for her, but it was for him. Enough to get married to her best friend. Um, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> still shady. I still don't like that. But yeah. Means anyone's guess. I guess we don't I guess we really won't know until it comes back what the feelings are. So Okay, I guess we'll see. Yeah. And if you shot Michaela better not be all feeling sympathetic because uh, it's his fault. I know, that's what I'm almost kind of scared about. Like, if it is, um, like, Zeke that got, if it was Jared that shot Zeke or vice versa, because then there's going to be feelings involved either way. Like, I just I don't want know. to be in a wall somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just nervous. Like, if it was Zeke that shot Jared, because then, like, that's going to be a total, like, not good thing for McCaitlin and his relationship. Right. So, just kind of, kind of nervous about that. That's why I, I needed to know what happened, just so my ship is okay. But, like you said, we'll see. Season two. Yes. It's going to happen. But until then, um, because if it does come back, it'll be in, like, September or maybe even October. So, we still have about, you know, over half a year. Mm-hmm. What else are you working on over at Pure Fandom? Oh, wow. Um, I am currently covering The Magicians and Siren with Brad, and I'm waiting for Cloak and Dagger to come back because I'm I'm so excited for that. And American Gods will be back soon. I think I'm covering that, too. Awesome. Oh, um, have you seen One Day at a Time on Netflix? No. I've heard everybody talk about it. (laughs) It is so amazing. Apparently, they don't have enough people watching and they're like, hey, they're looking at trying to renew this, but not enough people are watching. So if you guys are listening, go watch it. It's 30 minutes per episode, actually less than that. And it's super fun. Yeah, you guys go watch that. I don't watch it, but it's on my list. But it looks like everyone on um, Twitter who watches it, like, really loves it. Because it's on Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You guys Did watch you that. The Umbrella Academy? The what Academy? 
The Umbrella Academy? Oh, no, I haven't watched that either. Uh, that was another good one. That was a easy binge on Netflix. And, of course, we talked oh, about The Passage earlier. That's good. And yeah, The Passage is super good. I love oh, that. And Roswell. The what? Uh, Roswell. Oh, Roswell. I was like, what is Oh, yeah, that, yeah, I heard that's good, too. I'm, like, super behind. I haven't, like, watched anything besides what I cover, basically, just because, I don't know, I just get so distracted. But I'm, like, yeah. I need to watch new shows. I need a new show to binge because I was, I was thinking about binging The Flash, but then I was, like, that's, that's quite a commitment. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start with Roswell. Yeah, start with Roswell and, like, maybe save The Flash for, like, the summer or something because that's, that's hefty. I love okay. The Flash. Uh, but it, it's hefty. I think it's five seasons in already. Oh yeah, that's that's. What, I watched like the first half of the first season, but yeah. then I got busy with school, so I just kind of like brushed it aside last year. So I feel yeah. like I need to start over again. So yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a whole thing that I need, yeah. you know, to just focus on. But yeah, so you can guys can catch court covering those shows and like podcasting. Um, I cover currently The Good Doctor, which is also on Monday night, and I'm also doing I Am The Night with Chris Pine. There's only two episodes left because that's a miniseries. Super creepy, super dark. Um, would recommend. Um, have you seen that yet? Oh, I'm waiting for it to end so I can just binge it. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Because I feel like once it's all, like, pieced together, like, mm-hmm. it would just be good to just go straight. I just, I just love Chris Pine. Oh god, he really he's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, he's just—he's really good in the role because he's just like a—he's a drug addict journalist, and mm-hmm. he's just—he's just really good at it, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird. But he's yeah, he plays the role really well. And in the first like episode, he's in these like really short shorts, and it's kind of funny. But <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> you're selling it. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you've got to watch it because of that. Chris Pine in short shorts. <laughs> so that is all for us. Um, check out every everything on Pure Fandom because there's a lot of content, um, a lot of TV shows, different writers uh, write about, and they podcast. So follow us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. So make sure you're following all of them. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at me, Madeline, too. And then where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. Yes, so go follow us, and then until season two, we'll see you then.